Hey, pop punk enthusiasts, welcome back to another episode of Pop Punk Promo Podcast. My name is Sydney, and I am the host of this incredible podcast. I cannot believe we are already at episode number seven. That means that I've been doing this thing for seven weeks now. And to my recurring listeners, thank you so incredibly much for sticking with me on this journey and learning with me as I grow throughout this. It really means a lot to me. And I'm just so thankful for everyone who has supported me. So thank you once again to anyone who is new, who's listened to a few episodes, one episode, all the episodes. I appreciate each and every one of you so incredibly much. I wanted to mention again that I will be having my holiday episode featured in the middle of December. I'm thinking about a week or two before Christmas. So I want to feature any artists that have really incredible pop punk holiday songs that I can feature. And I'm also going to do a playlist corresponding with this as well. And I'd like to get that playlist going and out to you guys on December 1st. So with that being said, I can add songs to it throughout the month, but I'd like there to be a place where you guys can listen to a bunch of brand new pop punk holiday hits and stuff from small artists that maybe isn't getting the attention it deserves, which as you guys know, is the reason that I started this show in the first place. If any of you have any ideas for what you'd want to hear featured on the holiday episode or on the holiday playlist, please feel free to let me know on Instagram or I also have a form on my website, poppunkpromo.com and you can find it there and that's where you can request as well. So I have lots of places you can request it. You can go in my Instagram comments, whatever you wish and just let me know. I want to know what you guys want to hear for the holidays because it is a fun and cheerful time of year and I want to express that as well through the pop punk community. In addition to the holiday episode, I've got a little bit more holiday cheer for you guys. So my friend Sadie came to me with a really incredible idea and she has this Weathers holiday sweater that she got in a bundle and it was merch with like a vinyl and stuff, but she didn't really want this sweater and she's never worn it. So she figured she'd give it to someone who really would enjoy it. So Sadie is going to give away her wonderful Weathers merch on the podcast. You heard that right. We are doing our first ever giveaway here at Pop Punk Promo. So this giveaway includes a red holiday sweater from the band Weathers Merch Collection. The sweater will be in a size large, and in addition to the sweater, you also get to choose a featured artist that you would like to be on Pop Punk Promo Podcast. So here's how it works. We will be conducting this giveaway on two separate platforms. You can enter either on Instagram or Twitter, and you can enter on both platforms if you would like, and each entry on Instagram or on Twitter will count as a separate entry. So you could potentially get two entries simply from entering on both platforms. For your entry to be counted, you must follow both me and Sadie on whichever platform of your choice. We'll go over the Instagram rules first. So for Instagram, you must follow me at poppunkpromo and Sadie at notwarriors underscore waterparks. And I will have that all written out for you in the show notes just so that you get the spelling correct. And I will also have it on the giveaway post as well on my Instagram. Then in addition to following both of us, 
you must comment on the pop punk promo post, a small pop punk artist that you would like to see featured on my show. Lastly, you will have to repost the giveaway post on your story. For Twitter, it is virtually the same with a few minor tweaks. So you will still have to follow both of us. You will follow me at pop punk promo, but Sadie's at is a little different on Twitter. Hers is at cornbread cats. And again, I will have all of that written out in the show notes for you. Then you will also comment on the pop punk promo tweet, a small pop punk artist that you'd like to see featured on the show. And then you will retweet the pop punk promo tweet instead of posting on a story because it's just easier to retweet on Twitter. So that's the rules. It's pretty simple and you could possibly win a cute little weather sweater for yourself and it comes just in time for the holidays. If you'd like a bonus entry into this, you can subscribe to the Pop Punk Promo Patreon and any tier will work. So whether it's just the general one or if it's the highest tier where you can get promotion for your songs, any of them will do. That will get you an extra entry into our giveaway. The giveaway winner will be announced on the next episode of the podcast and I'll also announce it on my social media as well. So keep that in mind. You'll get to win a cute little sweater and suggest a featured artist of your choice that will get to be featured on the podcast within the next few weeks. Moving away from the giveaway, I'm going to move on to our pop punk news for the week. So this week I bring to you a little bit of local news for me. If you guys remember, I'm from Minnesota originally, and this has to do with a little bit of a shocking find that I found out about my city and some of our concert venues here. I'm sure most of you are familiar with the artist Pink, and she actually just announced a headline tour for next summer. It's titled the Summer Carnival Tour, and this is a really exciting tour for her. I know a lot of fans have been a little upset because the prices are a little steep and by a little I mean quite a lot and many fans are very angry that concerts have become a very elitist activity and I'm not sure there's anything Pink can do as an artist but it's just something to be aware of in the industry that Ticketmaster especially is scamming people for tickets. It's insane how much tickets cost just to go see a musician perform their music live. Now, I could talk for days about how astounding these astronomical ticket prices are just to see artists, especially popular artists, perform their music, but that's not the true reason I wanted to bring up this topic today. So the interesting thing I found out about my city is we have a venue called Target Field, and it's our baseball stadium. And personally, I have not really been to any live performances here, and it's not one that's typically super popular for live performers. However, in light of the announcement that Pink was going to be performing at Target Field in Minneapolis, I have found out that in the 12 years since Target Field has been open, there has not been a single woman to headline the stadium and Pink will be the first one to do it. Now, I think that's extraordinary. I love Pink so incredibly much and she is more than deserving of performing at a stadium of this level. However, it's just insane to me that there has not been a single other woman to headline that specific stadium here in Minneapolis until now. Like, 
what is that about? It's been 12 years and you're telling me there's not been a single woman worthy enough of it? Like, that's just not true. And I really read that headline and just was awestruck, to be honest. If this is any more sign that we need to be promoting women in music, this is it. Because I'm sure each and every one of you listening right now knows who Pink is and has at least heard her music on the radio if you don't know. And she is one of the biggest pop stars of our generation. And the fact that it took 12 years to get a woman to headline this one specific stadium and of her fame level, it's just fucking unbelievable that we had to wait this long. And something that we can do as pop punk enthusiasts, we can lift up and empower these women artists because they are more than deserving of fame and fortune and being able to showcase their music just like anyone else. I just can't believe I'm sitting here in 2022 expressing that this is the first time a woman has headlined a stadium in a city. Like, that's just crazy to me. So if you guys think the same thing, please do your part to say something on social media, speak out about it. Let anyone who can make a difference know. Tell tour managers, tell stage managers, tell anyone you can get your hands on that there needs to be more women representation in our industry. There just has to be. Getting off my soapbox here a little bit though, this tour is very cool for a few other reasons. This is because Pink is bringing some very iconic openers with her. This includes Brandy Carlisle, Group Love, and DJ Kid Cut Up. But I think the most astounding one to me is she's bringing along Pat Benatar and her husband slash guitarist, Neil Giraldo. And this is fucking crazy. Like, I was literally 10 years old playing Guitar Hero, playing Hit Me With Your Best Shot by Pat Benatar. That's really how I got my start in rock and roll and punk rock and all that stuff. Like, Pat Benatar, man, she is such an icon. And the fact that she's been invited along to join Pink is so fucking cool. And I'd be lying if I was saying I wasn't super geeked about it because I really am. So if you're interested in watching Pink take over the nation next year, the Summer Carnival Tour is scheduled from July 24th, starting in Toronto, Ontario, and ending October 9th in Phoenix, Arizona. Like I mentioned before, the tickets are a little steep, so you may want to wait to see if they come down a little bit, but otherwise, if you really, really want to go to this show, I would recommend getting tickets as soon as you possibly can just to prevent those tickets from increasing even more. But I highly would recommend checking out Pink and her new album she's announced and just taking a look at how absolutely iconic this summer carnival tour is going to be. All right, pop punk enthusiasts, we are going to move on to our featured artist of the week. So I've got another little surprise for you guys this week. This week's featured artist, I did have the privilege of being able to interview again. So I'm very excited about that for you guys. So this person I came across on TikTok, actually, and she is so incredibly talented. She is just starting out. She is very young very sweet and she is more than deserving of the spotlight and getting her music out there so without further ado this week's featured artist is Peyton Marie 
Peyton Marie is a rising pop punk artist from Nashville, Tennessee, and she is currently a music business student at Belmont University. She knows how to play piano and guitar, and she writes her own music with the goal of being a groundbreaking female artist in the pop punk scene. She is still a very small new artist, so she's only got a few thousand monthly listeners on Spotify currently. And if you guys are interested in being one of the first ever fans of an artist, this is your chance. If you really love the content I'm giving you guys today and you guys love the songs that I put on the playlist, you are going to absolutely want to be one of her first fans because I have a feeling she is going to be a superstar. Peyton is only 20 years old, and she's released a handful of singles already, including one that she released last week called Dead to Me. And now, I'm not kidding you guys, Dead to Me has been stuck in my head for as long as I've been listening to it, which she gave me a little sneak peek before it was out. So I have been listening to it a little longer than it has been released, and I can't get it out of my head. And she's been promoting it on TikTok, on every platform she can, so... If you guys have been seeing it on TikTok, you guys really like it, go ahead, stream it on Spotify. It is so good. She is so young, so talented, and so deserving of success. Peyton also has a few other singles out. One is called Liar Liar. The other is called Miss Me Too. And the most popular one thus far is Growing Pains. Now, I really love that one a lot too. I did a little TikTok with the audio. So if you guys are interested and you guys follow my TikTok, go ahead, repost it, share it. And if you want to duet it or whatever you want, make your own with the audio, that would mean the world to me and the world to Peyton. I know she would love to make that a trending TikTok audio. So you guys have the power to do it. I think I've given her a pretty solid introduction, so now without further ado, I would love to introduce Peyton Marie to Pop Punk Promo. Hey Peyton, how are you doing? Do you mind letting everyone know your name, your pronouns, and where you're from? Hi, my name is Peyton Marie. I go by she, her pronouns, and I'm 20 years old. I grew up in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, but I moved to Nashville about four months ago to attend Belmont University. Nice, we got another local Midwest pop punk queen. I love to see it. Oh my gosh. How long have you been making your own music? Honestly, I can't really remember a time when I wasn't making or playing music. My parents signed me up for piano lessons when I was five, and that's kind of where it all started. I began to experiment with songwriting in middle and high school, but I began actually recording my songs when I was 16 with my cousin. Man, that's so cool to see people so inspired so young, because like, I was the same way in the sense that I started playing my instrument super young. I've just always been extremely musically inclined. I've just never recorded or made my own music that way. So it's super cool to see you starting off that way and then involving your cousin in it too. That's super awesome. So did you want to let me know how you actually got started like recording it and making your own music and what inspired you to do so? So since I was a little kid, I was involved in show choir and like playing different instruments. And when I was in seventh grade, my choir teacher introduced me to an organization in my hometown called the Eastern Iowa Arts Academy. And so this is like the rock band program. And we would kind of go around playing gigs in my hometown, like, you know, surrounding cities. So it was like, it was really good learning experience. Honestly, I, I loved it. Uh, I was actually one of the founding members of this program. I think I was um, 13. So kind of, kind of cool. Uh, I was kind of a nerd in middle school and I was like really into novel writing. So then eventually I was kind of like, well, well, why don't I combine writing and music and like write an actual song? 
So one night, that's what I did. And at my next rehearsal, my bands, I showed them how to play it. So in this program, the bands usually only performed covers. And my song was one of the first original songs played at a gig. People seemed to really like it. And so I decided to get it recorded. And after hopping around from producer to producer, it took me around two years to get that song and a couple other songs completed. So if anyone's interested in some Peyton Marie lore, I guess, um, the song I'm talking about is Liar Liar. It's like the first song released um, on like streaming platforms. And it was actually part of a project, it was part of an EP called Stranger to Myself. And I took the other two songs down because I just didn't like them. I feel like they didn't fit my my branding or my vision. They are still up on SoundCloud if anyone's interested. But I left Liar Liar up. And Liar Liar is this song I'm talk- I just talked about. That was like the first actual song I wrote and show my band. So Liar Liar is honestly kind of where it all began for me with recording music. So if anyone was interested in that, that's a little backstory um, to that song. Um, yeah, I just put all of my writing energy into uh, writing songs. I just realized that it was something I, I really enjoyed. Uh, Peyton, that's just so cool hearing about some of the early days and how you started because me personally I love hearing about how small musicians or even large ones just how they started everything and a lot of people just forget that success doesn't come instantly and there's a lot of little things that lead up to that success and right now you are right on that path you are doing so well and it's so cool to see that you've done all of these little things in your hometown and you've now just moved away for college and you're releasing music and you're just making a name for yourself. So that's super awesome. Thank you for sharing that with us. Now, can you let the listeners know a little bit about what you consider to be your personal brand? I'm not quite sure. Um, I I feel like my music and the way I dress definitely have an edge to them. Uh, I also look up to a lot of powerful and badass female artists. So I, I try to replicate that as well. I just... I love it when angry women speak their minds and wear a giant platform boots. So maybe that's why I like alternative music so much. <laughs> um, and that's also why I like wearing giant platform boots and being angry. Maybe that's my personal brand. <laughs> I, th- I think that is. Just being angry and wearing giant shoes. Nice, nice. Yeah, I can absolutely get behind a badass, angry pop punk female artist that is absolutely my vibe and I think that's a lot of people's vibes so that's cool that's a really awesome personal brand to have and very empowering also there's just something about an outfit like you were saying that just makes you feel so incredibly powerful and speaking of powerful are you signed to a label right now or independent or what's your situation there I am not I'm an independent artist and a, uh, a, a broke college student. <laughs> me too, girl. Me too. Broke college student all the way. But hopefully not much longer. I am graduating in less than a month here. So that's very exciting for me. But independent artist, go you. That shows a lot of initiative. And that's just so cool. I have a lot of admiration for independent artists. So Peyton, as you know, I like to talk a lot on my podcast here about women artists and how they don't necessarily have the leg up in the industry that a lot of the male counterparts do. And I'm just curious, how has being a woman affected your success as a musician? I'm fortunate enough that I haven't experienced any direct sexism and was consistently surrounded by supportive people. But the lack of women was something I definitely noticed growing up. So at the Arts Academy, the directors were all men except one, 
And at every gig we played, the crew and the sound engineers were always men. I was a front woman in a band of males. My director was also a man. In my hometown music scene, I can count the number of female acts on maybe one hand, like the ones I can think of. Um, and now I find myself diving into the pop punk genre with my music, which has always been extremely male dominated. So representation is really important and you don't always notice the lack of it until it affects you personally, you know? Oh, yeah, I absolutely do know. And as you and all my listeners know, it's the biggest reason I started this podcast in the first place, because there is very deliberate sexism in the scene and just in music in general. And it's just so sad. So it's really empowering to me to see women like you going out there and accomplishing your dreams and going independent, doing the thing just for yourself and not letting anyone stop you. So that's really cool and super inspirational, Peyton. Yeah, I think a lot of the listeners here can learn a lot from you and artists like Callie Rohde and Taylor Acorn and just people going out there and doing what they want to do despite the discrimination out there, you know? I'm sure, Peyton, everyone is wondering the same question. Do you have any live shows coming up? If so, where and when are they going to occur? Not yet, but soon, hopefully. Honestly, transferring to a new school and adjusting to a new city has been a little difficult, but I am working on getting a band together to potentially do shows in the spring. Nice. Yeah, I do know moving can be a bit of a struggle. I did that for college, too. So I'm proud of you. You're doing a great job. And I really hope that you do find those people for that band and you get on tour because I I don't know from personal experience because I've never been on tour, but I can only imagine that's got to be such a great feeling and getting that music that you work so hard on and getting people to actually hear it in a live setting. That is going to be so cool for you. I'm so happy for you. And I guess another question I have is, what is your favorite song that you've released and why? It would probably have to be Dead to Me, which I just released on November 18th. Awesome. Yeah, I personally really like that song a lot, too. It's been stuck in my head ever since you sent that one to me. So I guess I'm really curious, and I'm sure other people are curious, too, just by the nature of the title. What was your inspiration for Dead to Me? Like, what kind of went on there? <laughs> funny funny story, actually. Let's get into it. So I actually met this guy last November. So things have honestly come full circle and it's hilarious (laughs) um but we had this we had this like this weird situationship thing in in the spring and it ended in june because he hooked up with another girl and lied to me about it a couple times even though i knew he was lying i knew who the girl was and eventually eventually he told me the truth but it's like i already knew everything and i just remember feeling extremely hurt and angry because i was so into him like so into him unfortunately and the girl he was now seeing is very very pretty and so so much of the self-confidence I had built up was just destroyed and I did not understand how I could be tossed aside so easily um and honestly like the situation did a mess with my mental health quite a bit which is so it's so stupid that it did because it shouldn't have like looking back it's like that that was that was so stupid that let it affect me in the way it did and so I actually wrote Dead to Me in August, and I took all of those feelings of like anxiety and frustration and sadness I had in June, and I wrote a song about it, and it was very fun to write, very therapeutic, and it so it turns out, <laughs> it turns out they only lasted, I think, a month, a few weeks, 
And after that was over, he tried to re-enter my life without really apologizing. So we didn't make amends and things still haven't been mended between us. And honestly, now it's kind of awkward, but <laughs> honestly, if, th- if things had been mended, I still would have released a song. It's a good song and I don't care. I like the song. And okay, ooh. so whenever, whenever I write a song about someone and I'm in a petty mood, and I want them to know it's about them. I like to include little Easter eggs. So he also makes music. So I hid one of his song titles within my own lyrics because I thought that was funny. I guess it's just my sense of humor. Like, whenever I want the muse to know it's about them, I just like including little things like that. I included Easter eggs in the Growing Pains music video that I don't think that I have never told anyone what said Easter eggs are. So I'll, I will expose that in the future. Just not right now. But yeah, it's kind of like an inside joke, like a one-sided inside joke that only I would find funny in these situations because I don't... I don't really know how funny he would find it, but I think it's fucking hilarious. Ooh, I think we just got a lot of tea spilt here, sis. Oh my gosh. Yeah, this, I mean, it's pretty much what I expected the song to kind of revolve around. And let's be honest, I think all of us have had some situationships like that, that, you know, you might not have even dated the person and you just are so angry for how they treated you and how they blew you off for someone else, whatever. Can you tell maybe I've had a similar situation in my life? (laughs) But maybe that's why I like the song so much. It lets out a little bit of that anger, that angry side of me, you know? So definitely I can relate to this one. And I'm sure there are so many of us out there that can relate in the same way. So thank you so much for going so deep and giving us a lot of really cool backstory to that to that song that's really cool and I love hearing these kinds of stories from artists it's super awesome so obviously now we know why the song was written but I'm just kind of curious for your personal writing style like what is the writing process like for you and you know how long do songs usually take to be finished all that kind of stuff so far, I've been the sole songwriter on all my songs, but I really I really do want to start co-writing now that I'm in Nashville. I'm surrounded by so many talented people. It's not that, that, it's not that there weren't talented musicians in my own hometown. I just got kind of used to writing by myself, so that's just what I did. And the process, like how long it how long do songs take to complete for me? It honestly just depends on like who you're working with, the flow of the song, if you wrote it together or if you're you know, working with the producer on a song that you wrote. It honestly, the timeline just depends on like different factors. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I'm sure that's very similar for a lot of different artists as well. So I'm curious now, what musicians inspire your personal music style? I find that when it comes to my own music, I use Paramore, Avril Lavigne, Anthony Bridgers, Liv Rodrigo, and Maggie Lindemann as references quite a bit. I also love including jokes within my lyrics. So Games We Play, Lolo, and Blink-22 inspire me a lot. However, my first introduction to songwriting was Taylor Swift when I was about, I think, seven or eight years old. I remember lying on my floor in my bedroom, listening to self-titled on my old radio and flipping through, like, the lyric booklets from the CDs. I had all of her albums up until Red because then I got old enough for an iPod. Um, I... I draw inspiration from a lot of different artists and genres, but I gotta say Taylor Swift and Maddie Healy of the 1975 are two of my favorite songwriters. 
Oh my gosh, yes. You named so many incredible artists there. Like, yeah, Maggie Lindemann, man. She is one that I have not gotten super into until fairly recently. And you all know that I featured her on the podcast here, but she is so incredibly talented and unique. And I just love her songwriting and the instrumentals and everything. So yeah, definitely pulling inspiration from her is so cool. And yeah, I I love the little backstory there with Taylor Swift and all that and buying the CDs. Like I never stopped buying CDs, to be honest. I still do because I have an old ass car from like, 2007 that still has a cd player so i have a really strong connection to my cds and i keep them really close to my heart so that's just a little something about me i guess that maybe you all can know now i love collecting cds a lot so that's just kind of funny to me that you stopped and you got an ipod because that still didn't stop me of course i stream all my music but cds are very important to me um anyway that was a bit of a tangent there so I guess we'll move on to the next question then. So stemming off of all of that, you've named a lot of your personal inspirations, but who would be your dream artists or bands to go on tour with? Okay, Dream Tour will be opening for Paramore or Arvo Levine because they're just so iconic. You know, like who wouldn't want to open for either of them? But it would also be a dream to open for Maggie Lindemann or Lolo. Oh, absolutely. Those are all just queens in the industry and... Avril Lavigne or Paramore would like actually blow my mind if I was in your shoes. Wow. And you guys all know how much I fucking love Lolo and Maggie Lindemann. And I hold them both very close to my heart, too. So if you, Peyton, if you get the chance to tour with any of them, you best know I am heading straight there. And man, maybe I'll talk to Lolo. Maybe I'll see if she can get you on board. That would be pretty fucking cool, wouldn't it, Pete? (laughs) Um, speaking of other artists, what is one song that was written by another artist that you really wish that you would have written yourself? I know the end by Phoebe Bridgers is truly a masterpiece. Someday I want to write a song on that level because absolutely insane. Also, ooh, also Sex by the 1975 is probably my favorite song of all time. To me, that song is, it's just perfection. It just perfectly captures teenage angst now no it's kind of like just like scratches that itch in my brain you know just something about that song is just so perfect to me and it's been my favorite song for I think the past like three years now four years yeah I I love that song nice yes I always love asking this question to artists because it's super cool to get some insight on what musicians really enjoy listening to outside of their own music and even if the songs do reflect their own music it's just cool to hear you know a different perspective and be like wow that song is so fucking great that is so cool that I wonder what it'd be like if you know the artist a different artist wrote that so yeah awesome very good answers thank you so much Peyton My next question for you here is what artists would you love to collaborate with on a project in the future? Lolo Maggie Lindemann. Uh, Okay, I have said their names, I feel like, a lot, but I'm huge fans of them. Oh, my God. I I would love to work with them. But honestly, any collab with a pop punk female artist or band would be so sick. Hell yeah, absolutely. Let's manifest this together. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Man, that would be so fucking dope. And 
I think that you would put a really good edge onto Lolo's music because I think her music is a lot more calm in a sense. I don't know. It's not super like dark and edgy and like Maggie's is. So I feel like yours would complement hers a lot and then yours would add a nice edge to Lolo's. So like, man, I could totally see both of these happening and I would be so incredibly here for both of them. My next question for you here is revolving around festivals. So I talk a lot about music festivals on this podcast, and I know it's a very important part of concert culture. So what festivals would you be really looking forward to being a part of sometime in the future? When we were young, no doubt. I feel like like that's such a cliche answer. Um, I'd be excited to perform anywhere, but honestly, I feel like I'd be more excited to meet the artists I've been a fan of for years. Like, if I were to perform at when we were young, I'd be excited about performing. But, like, meeting the bands that I have been fans of for, like, 10 years, I'd be more excited about that. <laughs> oh, my God. I know, right? Like, I am a person that has paid a lot of money in my life for meet and greets with artists that I really enjoy. And a lot of people close to me know that. And if you follow me on social media, that is 100% my vibe. I've met water parks like a billion times. I met state champs the other day. I've met so many other countless artists that I fucking love. So like, I completely understand your hype there, girly. That is a big part of my own enjoyment as well. I just couldn't even imagine what it would be like to perform at a event like that with so many huge artists that you just looked up to your whole life. And then even getting to collaborate with them, getting the chance to be recognized. Like, I know Lolo got to perform, and now she also released a special edition version of I'm Just a Kid with Simple Plan, which is fucking insane. Like, I really genuinely hope something like that happens for you one day because I just couldn't even believe the shock of all of that. That would be so dope. Um, I guess stemming off of all of that, in order to play live shows, you have to have a bunch of music to play, you know, and you've got four songs out right now. So I'm just curious, do you have anything else coming our way? Anything to be looking forward to? I know you just released Dead to Me and that song is a fucking banger, but I know I'm craving a little bit more and I'm sure these listeners will be too once they get to know you a little bit. So what do you got in store for us, Peyton? I want to release an EP early next summer, so I'm trying to get sessions and other things lined up for that. But I'm trying to get my best to get an EP in the work, so look out for that in the future. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I'm really, really excited for all of that. So unfortunately, that was my last question for you today, Peyton. So thank you so incredibly much for coming on the podcast today and answering some questions for us and letting us know a little bit of a day in the life of a small musician. So thanks for giving us all this insight into your life and your creativity, your music process, and what you've got in store. So all my listeners, I hope you guys really enjoyed this interview segment today. And go ahead, stream Dead to Me by Peyton Marie. It's available on Spotify. It came out last week. So I know you guys are going to enjoy it. It is a banger. If you guys loved what you heard today and you're interested in Peyton Marie, you can go ahead and follow her on social media. Her Instagram is at Peyton Marie Official and same with her TikTok at Peyton Marie Official. And all of that information will be on my website as usual. And 
thank you guys again so much for listening in and i hope you guys are really enjoying these little intimate sessions i do with small artists so i really enjoy doing them and i really love feedback from you guys too and if there's any artists that you guys would want to recommend to me that i interview please let me know on the forum on my website and on social media you can comment on any of my posts send me a dm whatever that is i am open to any suggestions just shoot them my way with that please don't forget that my friend sadie and i have that giveaway for the weather's holiday sweater going on it starts as soon as this episode goes live i will be posting on instagram as well so you guys will probably see that before you even hear this so all of that information on how to enter is earlier in the podcast and i'll have it included on social media as well so I hope everyone has a great Thanksgiving if you guys are here in the States and celebrate it. Enjoy time with your family. Have a great extended weekend, everyone, and eat lots of good food. And we'll catch you again in another episode next week. See you later, pop punk enthusiasts.